0: Thank you for listening to the Limitless Spirit Podcast. This is the conversation about faith, hope, and the impact we're designed to make as Christians on the world around us. Your host, Helen Todd the vice president of World Missions Alliance, has spent over two decades traveling to the world's hotspots to meet the spiritual and physical needs of those who are desperate. She interviews guests from different walks of life, whose stories, books, and ideas examine today's most pressing issues and challenges of being a Christian today and inspire you to action.
1: I definitely wrapped my identity in just being an athlete and successful and winning, and, you know, it was a very up and down journey. In the moment, yeah, I was very devastated and questioning a lot, not necessarily my faith, but like, I just knew that God got it wrong. Like, what are you doing? Like, what, what exactly is this?
2: Hello, I'm Helen Todd. And you were just listening to Joseph Mbuma, also known as Joe. She's my guest on today's episode. Josepha grew up in Cameroon, Africa and moved to the United States when she was just five years old. She loved basketball and spent her childhood and teenage years trying to be the best player she could be. Josepha went to college at Elon University in North Carolina and made the basketball team as a walk on. That meant she didn't get a scholarship, and she didn't get to play very often in games. Joe worked hard for the next few years and eventually was given a scholarship. But then she found out her identity as a basketball player paled in comparison to her identity as a child of God. Since then, Joseph has been on a journey of finding her greater purpose in life. She's going to share how The highs and lows of being a college athlete grew her relationship with Jesus and her understanding of God's will. God is using Josepha to reach others with the good news of Jesus Christ, and her story is the third one we're featuring in the series about finding greater purpose. I'm excited for you to hear it. Let's start from the very beginning you and your family moved to the United States from Cameroon. You were a little girl when that happened?
1: Yes, yes. Five years old.
2: You probably don't remember much from this experience, but can you share what what caused your mom to decide to make the move?
1: My mom was just going through a lot of different transitions. Um, she had just come out of a relationship with my father and job changes and everything and she actually felt the Lord prompt her to ask for four visas to come to the US and everyone she talked to was telling her that's insane impossible that's never going to happen and her sister who was already living in America um was like if you're able to get four visas I'll pay for your flights to come out here and sure enough God opened those doors and shocked everybody and we came to the US
2: from everything you've described I haven't met your mom personally but she seems like an amazing woman of faith and she raised you and your sisters in that faith now basketball was a big part of your life from early on how how did you get even involved in basketball
1: one of my sisters played basketball like with a rec team and all that and I wasn't able to play like we weren't able to both play together just because it was expensive to play travel basketball for both of us at the time. So I was just like her biggest fan and watched a lot of basketball on TV. And, um, I don't know what about it that, you know, captured me, I guess, competition and teamwork and just, yeah, the feeling of winning and all of that. I think that's what drew me in. So, once I was able to play and get on teams and saw oh, yeah, I'm not half bad at this, it was yeah fun from there.
2: So you were good at it, you enjoyed it, and you kind of starting started wrapping your identity in it.
1: Yeah, I was definitely identifying and making a lot of like decisions, whether it be about school or whatever, all centered around basketball. And like my mom knew to motivate me, whether it's grades or anything. It would be contingent on my access to the to the sport. And so I definitely wrapped my identity in just being an athlete and successful and winning. And, yeah, all that comes with, you know, recognition and all of that. I think I started to build my identity in that.
2: So your, your hero in basketball was Kobe Bryant, and you even mentioned that you wanted to become the female version of Kobe Bryant. What was it in him as an athlete that was so appealing to you?
1: His like tenacity and his just dedication to his craft, just willing to put in countless hours to be the best at something. I think I also just adopted that mindset to see, like, let's just see how good... I can get at this. Trying not to set like rigid goals, but knowing, you know, just kind of emulating him in the sense like, let's put in a lot of work and accept nothing but, you know, my best effort at everything. And I think that's what I most admired in Kobe.
2: So you played in school, and tell me um, how it progressed from school to po- college basketball.
1: Yeah, I played all throughout high school, played a little bit of travel basketball. And when it was time for me to figure out what I'm doing next to go to college, I decided to go to Elon University and try out for the team there that was a big, like, feat almost as a Division One program. Um, and I just thought, well, I'm going to go to school and focus a lot of my energy really on trying to walk on this team and and become a a key player. And that was a journey in and of itself. I mean, we talk about, you know, building our identity in sports and the highs and the lows of sports are very great teachers, I should say, and taught me a lot about God in that, man, everything is is shakeable, like everything can be taken away. And I just... Was able to, like, in my pursuit of basketball, I was able to see God in a very, like, real light where all the other things, you know, are stripped away as far as God granting us our greatest desires and all the rest, but to see God as friend and to see God as for us, even if things don't go the way you want them to. And yeah.
2: So that was the positive side of you uh, pursuing your dream in basketball. But you mentioned also in your testimony that there was a negative side to it. And you almost felt at one point that like you were using God as a magic wand to grant you your wishes. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: A lot of times I was praying for myself and praying for, yeah, for me not necessarily thinking, man, praying for God's kingdom to come or God's will to be done in my life, but it's like, God, this is my will and get on board. And I just think it it just comes with maturity and hardships and, and seeing that our vision of our lives is so tiny compared to what all that God has for us. Using him as a kind of genie or good luck charm is so limiting to all that God is. So. Uh, I definitely was one of the big formative lessons in my college years.
2: So your experience um, as a college basketball athlete didn't quite turn out as you expected. Can you share about this experience?
1: So I I ended up making the team, so I was grateful. Thank the Lord. He, He did what I wanted him to. But, you know, it was a very up and down journey it's hard being a college athlete, juggling school and all of that. And, you know, I'd accepted my role as a walk-on. So that meant that, you know, I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of playing time, um, but it still strive to, I don't know, be a great teammate. But one day eventually work my way up to get to, yeah, to get a lot of minutes and, and be a key part of the team, which I eventually did. But, you know, my senior year, things changed and I wasn't, uh, just the nature of a basketball team, right? Like other people come in, and you're just not the piece that's needed. I was not understanding why God wasn't doing what I thought He should. Continue the trajectory I thought I was on. Um, it was dev- definitely devastating, and you know I remember countless conversations with God, like, "What are you doing? Like what? What exactly is this?" Not understanding fully that. Yeah, like I said earlier, like my will is so tiny. And I could talk about it in hindsight. I think in the moment, yeah, I was very devastated and questioning a lot, Um, not necessarily my faith, but like I just knew that God got it wrong, you know? But he worked with me in that and showed me how much of a box I put him in.
2: So, what happened eventually? I finished out
1: my career. In my collegiate undergraduate career, God was still working and showing me, and but I was still grasping at things and um, wanting to kind of control my life and continue to pursue basketball, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I just applied to different programs, eventually was able to play basketball overseas at a university and a local team there and yeah i think in all of that and in the doors that closed and the doors that opened i continued to learn more about my identity and god just using you know my desires to bring myself more into him instead of you know me trying to fit him into what i want him to be
2: while you were playing basketball in college um did you feel like becoming an athlete, a star athlete, a female version of Kobe Bryant was the purpose in your life?
1: Oh man. Yeah. I think I definitely overestimated what the role of basketball would be. I mean, I'm still involved now and it's taken a different turn, but I overestimated how central my glory and my fame would be to, to that as my vision of life just starts to crumble a little bit, I think there's a sense of like, okay, so wh- who am I? What am I doing? What is this life? Why am I here? I don't love anything else as much as I loved playing basketball. So what exactly is this life that God's giving me for?
2: And so what what has happened since? Do you feel like, uh, have you made other steps to pursue That greater purpose that God has for you?
1: Oh yeah, I think you know that's gonna be a question that I'm gonna all constantly be posing and constantly might shift throughout my life. I know that like my primary like purpose is to be God's child um, and be a kid in his kingdom. And it's less about this is what I'm learning now, though, but it's like it's less about the stuff and the doing and more about becoming more like Christ. And so all that to say that I think I'm still taking steps to discover, you know, career wise or whatever, what that looks like. But I have gained a lot with just letting go control of what I my perceived expectations and doing what's in front of me.
2: You mentioned in your testimony that there was a turning point for you when you got to go back to Cameroon with your mom.
1: Yeah, and so in 2013, I was able to visit Cameroon for the first time since I left when I was five, and it was awesome. It was a whole new world for me, and it was just so – I was just overcome – with this sense that like, God strategically moved my family and I to the US. Again, not for like our kind of glory or anything, but I just got the sense that, man, we're part of this wider story that God's writing. And I just was able to reflect on a lot of opportunities that have been provided because of our move or how different my life would have been if I grew up in Cameroon and Not to say it would be better or worse, but to say just different and just getting a sense that, man, God is writing a bigger story that we get to be a part of and, man, we can't take it for granted, right, and waste moments. And I think that was a huge takeaway for me when I was able to visit home.
2: So... You are uh, very involved in your church. Um, You're on staff with National Community Church in Washington, D.C. You have also made a couple of mission trips, one of which was with World Missions Alliance to Argentina. Do you feel like that somehow fits into the bigger picture of you pursuing your greater purpose?
1: Oh, yeah. I think I personally want to see a full kind of pattern or yeah, just to understand the full picture of what God's doing or writing. But I definitely, God's given me a heart for mission missions, whether it's locally or internationally, that has been something that God has been, you know, working within me. Um, And I, you know, I mentioned even coming back from our Argentina, WMA trip uh that was another like moment for me where i was able to kind of see I, the my biggest takeaway there was like it's not about me and just seeing god work in argentina while we were there seeing god's power and i'm like who who am i right just nobody really special or kind of super spiritual or whatever, but to see God work through all of us was just another moment for me to see, man, God is advancing his kingdom and he's doing something that I get to be a part of. And that's how I feel. Even like local missions, my church is super involved with the community in DC and I'm, you know, practically meeting needs, but also relationally and just seeing, man, we just get to be God's hands and feet. And it's just awesome to, to be a part of that.
2: What was uh, one of your most favorite moments from your Argentina trip? Yeah, I guess
1: it's twofold. I think one, I mean, the people that we were with on the trip, I think I got to just learn a lot about God and about, yeah, just how to, even how to pray, how to just be on mission. So that, that was super cool. And then secondly, relationally, Now I have friends in Argentina that I follow on social media, and I got a message, man, after we came back from a girl who was at one of the services we did, and she was like, just saying, man, since that service, and I think, I guess I was one of the people who prayed for her. She was just like, oh, God. She just started sharing her testimony about things God did, and I was just like, again, just like, God is doing his thing and it's not about us or me. And so that that's cool.
2: So you continue to be involved in basketball, you coach girls and and you get to mentor them through through this coaching experience. Do you feel like this is the continuation of God's plan for you as far as basketball is concerned?
1: Definitely, definitely. And I, you know, I started coaching now, probably it's three years now, and it's so interesting for me to consider that all the things that I went through and even my desire for to play the sport was not about me, and I think it was more so for this moment of coaching and mentoring these girls. So it's been so rewarding to, one, still be around the sport that I love, but also get access to and relationship with my players that goes beyond just the sport. Right. And it's about men getting to pour into young women who are just journeying through things that I've journeyed through or um, just in spaces that I've been in. And yeah, God like orchestrated that. So that's been a cool thing to kind of see as well.
2: Do you have a specific example from your experience of coaching these girls where you were able to help someone or encourage them through the experience that you went through, maybe them going through something similar?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's tons of examples, but like a basketball-specific one, I mean, we're, we have, you know, coaching at a high school, you have a range of talent on your team, and you're going to have some players who this is, they're also trying to play in college, and this is their life mission, almost kind of like where I was. So getting to speak into that player, where it's like, yes, you know, pursue it and do it, pursue it with excellence, but this is not the end-all, be-all. And kind of giving them a warning, kind of about identity and placement, things that I struggled with, or the player who is just, you know, pursuing this sport for fun, or whatever, but also is frustrated that they're not getting playing time or whatever, and then coming alongside them and saying, hey, you know, I've been right where you are, and kind of, you know, coaching them up and and showing them how to have a like an attitude and a mindset that glorifies God, but also brings you joy.
2: Going back to your time when you were playing basketball in college, um, what was like the lowest point you know when when you realize that you have to let go of what the picture of your future that you had in your mind and pursue God's picture for your life
1: i don't know if there's a point um i feel like this is a daily surrendering of myself like i feel like i'm on a journey where It started definitely, I think God got my attention in college and, you know, with the just the uncertainty of um, basketball and all of that and the uncertainty of my future in that I think God got my attention there, but I'm learning that it's a daily surrendering of control and of my will and continually, yeah, just praying that, like, I get God's vantage point and I get his perspective.
2: You know, you're still at mostly the beginning of your adult life, going into the future. What, what do you think is a greater purpose in life? And, and how do you plan to pursue it?
1: A greater purpose in life is, I, I say this all the time, like I'm just a kid in the kingdom of God And to me, a greater purpose in life is following my father and all that he has for me and, you know, shedding expectations of what that looks like externally or world, like how the world would describe it. And yeah, so a greater purpose to me is just getting to partner with God and seeing his kingdom come. In whatever sphere of life you get to, to be in, like lawyer, doctor, teacher, coach, bus driver, like it doesn't matter. God is in in all, and taking a posture of just approaching every day and life like that. Man, I get to partner with God today.
2: I think that wherever God will take Jo in her life, she has the right attitude and perspective. God has already used her experiences as a college basketball player and her heart for missions to impact the lives of younger women and tell them about Jesus. If you are like Joe and wanting to continue seeking God's greater purpose in your life, we would love for you to explore our Greater Purpose Conference in May of 2021. You can find out more about this gathering and how you can be a part of it at our website, rfwma.org. There's also information there about mission trip opportunities. Perhaps this is the next chapter that you're waiting for. Thank you for listening to The Limitless Spirit. Until next time, I'm Helen Todd.
0: Limitless Spirit is produced by World Missions Alliance. If you believe in the importance of the Great Commission, sharing Christ around the world and helping those in need, check out our website, rfwma.org. If you liked what you heard, consider supporting the Limitless Spirit podcast by going to rfwma.org. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a review. Tune in next week for another exciting episode.